the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, other than it being a Monday... It's a perfect day. It is a perfect day. Lovely. Absolutely lovely. It's not too hot, but mm. it's warm enough. Fantastic. It's beautiful sunshine. I woke up this morning, look out, looked out the window and thought, oh my gosh, yep. this is fabulous. No, wait, hold on. Uh, I'm not going to talk out of school here, but you woke up this morning and you were like, <laughs> where's the nearest bucket? <laughs> hold on. Okay, so okay, Mother's me, Day. Yeah, yeah. How was Mother's Day? Mother's Day was great. Mm. I had a super fun day. Excellent. I, really, really great time on Mother's Day. Fabulous. But here's the thing. Mm. I have two refrigerators. I have one in the basement, you know, an old yeah, one that you found overflow. that you found for me on Craigslist. Mm-hmm. It's been such a, I mean, I've had it, I bet, eight or nine years. Nice. It's been so great. I paid 150 bucks for Excellent. it. Excellent. Um, my neighbor helped me move it into the house. Anyway, um, I think sometimes I kind of lose track what's down there. The main refrigerator in the kitchen, I know what's in there. Sure. I feel like I'm very much on top of that. It's not, it's pretty small. So... It's not something that I can let get too far out of hand. Become overwhelmed by the contents. Maybe I don't pay enough attention to what's going on downstairs. Mm. But yesterday, you know, fresh blueberries for the first, this is their first week they're oh. in. And they are delicious. You can get them anywhere. And so the first thing I do is reach for the Dan and vanilla yogurt, mm-hmm. which is what I always eat blueberries that, on. Is breakfast? I, uh, I had it for uh, lunch after church. Okay. So I went downstairs. I had two containers of it. Sure. So I went down and grabbed it. Pulled it out, you know, did it up, the whole thing. Felt good about it. And then I was eating it, and I thought, this doesn't taste very good. Mm. And uh, so I went back and looked, and it had expired in August of 2022. Mm. (laughs) August. Mm -hmm. So like nine months old. Right. Nine months. Now, it wasn't open. Yeah, it was sealed. It was sealed. But still, it was yogurt, you know, and that's a cultural, it's a bacteria now, what I didn't tell you is that you remember I had two of them in there. Yeah. I went back and looked at the second one. It expired in July of 2022. So anyway, it felt it didn't bother me at all, at all, until the middle of the night. And then I woke, visit. <laughs> I woke up like, whoa, mm-hmm. what's going on? A little gurgling. Yeah, so it made, it was, um, it was an interesting, it wasn't a normal day. Today? Today? Mm-hmm. Well, here you are in person in the studio. I said I texted everybody yep. to say that you know I'm I'm coming in and it was it's not contagious. No. So. All right. That's what, what it was, John. I'm really happy that you brought it up on the air. Excellent. Well, happy Mother's Day to you. I mean, it's part of the mix. I mean, you know, people want to know how, how was your Mother's Day. I don't know if people really did want to know. Well, that. I think so. Lexi, did you want to know that? I mean, I was curious when you texted, but okay. there you go, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the yeah. text is all you know public domain in some ways. I just right? didn't. I didn't want. I knew I was going to be late because of the said situation. I mm-hmm. didn't want you to think that you know you were going to be in studio with me, John, and I was going to give you something. Right. No, it's the sensitive stomach edition. Yeah. Of the ride home with John and Kathy. It is, and to be honest with you, I feel 
pretty good. I mean, I feel great. I think I feel just good that it's over now. Well, you're clean as a whistle. That's what you are. <laughs> this is wrong. Lexi's shaking her head. This is wrong. Coming up on today's program. Please tell us. In the 5 o'clock hour today, uh, we're going to talk about Americans hanging onto their cars longer. Mm. That's a nationwide trend uh, because the prices are sky high of both new and used. I'm spending 50 grand on a car. I bought a house for that. I know. I, that was 15000 more than I spent for my first house. My, like I bought it alone. Right. I was married at the time. Anyway, uh, also welcoming our good friend, Dr. Karen Swallow Pryor, back with us at 510 to talk about human progress. Maybe the myth of the modern age is falling into question. So we'll talk about that. Also, this hour, uh, Jack Levison, great friend of the show, has a new book out on the Holy Spirit. Jack has devoted pretty much his entire writing career to writing about the Holy Spirit. I love it. He's a fascinating guest. And uh, America's snacking binge... Uh, it doesn't appear to be abating. No, good. Uh, you, you, you've got a whole, like, a whole office full of snacks. Yeah, I do. We, we just we just shared some pepper cashews. Mm-hmm. Aren't they good? Uh, they're excellent. Giant Eagle brand. Really? Really delicious. Pepper cashews. Yes. I could put pepper Actually, on they're things. salt and pepper. Really? Well, the pepper it, is like the, you know, the driver. It's good. That's excellent. They're really good. But I don't want to have anything in there that's not healthy. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. So like yogurt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. All right, without further ado, uh, health reasons notwithstanding. Exactly. Let's look at the news stories of the day, Kath. Please give us the top four at four. For Monday, May 15th, mm-hmm. 2023. Half the month is over. I think it is. How is that possible? Number one. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and its investment arm, Ensign Peak Advisors, fined $5 million back in February for using shell companies to hide the size of a $32 billion equity portfolio, according to the SEC. Uh, a former Ensign Peak portfolio manager blew the whistle on the fund to the IRS back in 2019 after working at the firm for nine years and alleged the church had accumulated $100 billion in assets. Church leaders have denied the allegations, but 60 Minutes correspondent Sharon Alfonsi traveled to Salt Lake City, Utah, spoke to a whistleblower about his time at Ensign Peak Advisors and his decision to file a complaint with the IRS. Hmm. So there's an interesting piece you can read about this at CBS today. Um, it might have been on 60 Minutes last night. I'm assuming it was, though I didn't see that. Um, David Nielsen was a former Wall Street money manager who left New York for Utah to work for the Mormon church. Um, he was a devout Mormon at the time, but turned whistleblower after reporting the church to the IRS because he said, quote, this is too big a deal. This is not an example for how we should be. Hmm. So uh, I admire the guy. I admire the guy for doing it. Heck you can yeah. read more about it. Um, they're saying that Nielsen didn't have a full grasp of the situation. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. That's from CBS News. Number two, 17-year-old Mia Bry peterson and I could be uh, ruining that name, but the good news is, regardless of her name, she's 17 years old and became the third fastest U.S. high school girl of all time, according to Track and Field News Today. She even, John, beat her friend, and prom date Ethan Park, what? who finished fourth. She finished ahead of all the other runners in the race and ran against four boys. I love it. She, it was a, a rare mixed-gender 100-meter race at the Summit Invitational on May 6th in Bend, Oregon. Um, 
She finished a personal best. Her fastest time is 0.14 seconds behind the national record set in 2019 by Brianna Williams. Uh, Williams won gold at uh, the 2021 Tokyo Olympics. That's so cool. Isn't that cool? Don't you love people? I love fast. that. Absolutely Boom. love that. Number three. A 13-year-old girl is going, had an encounter that turned into a weird animal story. Are you mm-hmm. ready? Mm-hmm, please. Yep. Uh, she fought off a shark. Oh, I read about In Florida. This. Did you? Ella Reed was just sitting in shallow water with a friend near a, this is nightmare, do you think? Near a jetty in the Fort Pierce area when the shark approached. The shark itself, she said, was so powerful. That was what I felt most. It was like it was hitting my stomach really hard. Now, here's the thing. I don't, it must, I can't imagine the shark could have come into water that was that shallow because of how f- deep, you know, a shark is. Yeah. But apparently that's what shallow happened. Shallow water could and be they three just, feet, four feet. They just didn't really explain in the articles I read. And right. I feel like I need more info. But anyway, she said um, that she punched the shark. She thought it was a bull shark um, about five or six feet long. She got away from it, but then it came back. Mm. She said it wouldn't leave me alone, so I had to use my arm and my hand too, so it got my finger and my arm. She had 19 stitches? Yep. Yep. Uh, she called her family after the attack when her, her mother said when she saw her daughter, she was completely stunned because she was totally covered in blood, pretty much head to toe, so you couldn't even see what was going on. She said she's a Florida native, she's never been afraid of the ocean, and it hasn't even changed after what happened. Good. <laughs> and number four, just in time for the summer dining season, the U.S. government has given its blessing to restaurants that what want to allow dogs in their outdoor spaces. And that's your top four at four. All right. How do you feel about that? Um, Not inside. This yeah. is outdoor spaces. You know, I love I You love, love dogs. dogs. Yeah. Um, and so if the dog is well behaved and like lying at its master's feet while they're enjoying a meal... I've got no problem with it. My problem with some people who are dog owners is that they present the dog to you as though you must engage. And so... A lot of people don't want to do that, especially when they're eating dinner. I don't want to do that. You you see dogs in Target or wherever now, and all of a sudden the the dog is... If it's your dog, control your dog. Uh, Don't make a big deal of it, and everybody's okay. That's my feelings. Lexi, how do you feel about it? I mean, I feel the same way as John, honestly. Okay. Yeah. Just control it. I mean, mm-hmm. why do I have to engage? That's yeah. okay. Right? I love, absolutely love dogs, especially because I'll never have a dog because I'm not really interested in having a dog. But I love dogs. But if they're stinky, that's my problem. Okay. If it's yeah. a stinky dog right. that's sitting next to me when I'm eating, that could be a little bit of a problem. Right. Or whiny or has fleas or, <laughs> you know, well, I mean, there's a number of things. Fleas? Well, that can happen. You got a dog, right? Well, Anyway. Now that's all I'm going to be thinking about the next time I'm in an outdoor restaurant next to a dog. Well, please, right? It's going to jump right onto your salad. 101.5 WORD. The current school year is not even over, but Word FM is already talking about heading back to school. Back to school! If you've ever considered sending your child to a Christian school, but the cost was holding you back, check out the WORD half-price tuition deals now at wordfm.com. Send your child to a school that's teaching them the same values you're teaching at home for the full year, but only pay for half. See the complete list of schools now at wordfm.com. 
slash tuitions. Here's a story of both tragedy and hope. This is Bible League International and our campaign, Fan the Flame, Bibles for Asia. Lalitha was born in coastal India and raised a strict Hindu. When her husband died because of her abject poverty, the drug cartel forced her into human trafficking and she lived in utter hopelessness until a former prostitute, now a Christian, introduced her to Jesus. Filled with hope, Lalitha would learn to share her faith with others and lead 90 people to Christ before she died tragically of HIV AIDS, something that she was afflicted with during those years in human trafficking. They need Bibles in India and all across Asia. And that's why we have this campaign, Fan the Flame, Bibles for Asia. $5 sends a Bible, $100 sends 20, $500 sends 100. Will you pray about helping Word FM bless 5,000 Bibleist believers in Asia right now? Call 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD or click the Bible League banner at wordfm.com. WordFM.com. It's no secret that this economy is taking its toll on us, but I've got some important news that could really help. If you're facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt, you need to know that you may not be required to pay it all back. There are special programs that can significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This isn't bankruptcy or a high-interest debt consolidation loan. These are programs that credit card companies don't want you to know about, ones that offer Americans struggling with overwhelming credit card debt savings and real debt relief faster than thought possible. Accredited Debt Relief has a special hotline to learn all about these programs and what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualified consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. So call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now for this free information. Call 800-786-2300. 800-786-2300. That's 800-786-2300. 2300. People always ask me, why should I call Mr. Reuter Plumbing? Here's why. Our owner, Bob Bill, learned plumbing from his father who started plumbing in 1964. His father taught him to do it right the first time, and that's what Bob passed on to all of our plumbing technicians today. If you need a plumber, call Mr. Reuter. Always available for big and small jobs. Plus, mention you heard this ad on Word FM and receive 10% off your next service with us. Call 412-Rooter2 today. Every Monday, the first guest out of the shoot is Greg Cluxton, who joins us from SRN News, where he is the White House correspondent. Hey, Greg. Welcome. Happy Monday to you. Hey, thank you very much, fellow May birthday celebrants. Yes, sir. Very thank exciting. You. Very nice indeed. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. this week's going to be a blowout celebration. Mm-hmm. I was can last only right. imagine. Two, two I down, one to go. This week. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Campus this week. I mean, for goodness sake. That's tomorrow. Yeah, it is tomorrow. Yes, it is. Oh, it is? Oh, tomorrow. Wow. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, in fact, I'm going to a pre-birthday party tonight. Pre-birthday? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What the heck is that yeah, all about? Yeah, my nieces and my daughter throwing it for me. Really? Pre-birthday. Greg, how was your birthday? It was good. I, I although I wish now I had thought of a pre-birthday celebration. I never thought about it either, but now next year you'll have something in the bag. What the heck? I love it. Great. All right. So, uh, breaking news: uh, shortly before we came to air, that the FBI uh, is acknowledging that a special counsel should not have investigated the Trump-Russia collusion situation. Uh, tell us what we know about it, Greg, and perhaps do you know how the White House has responded? Yeah, no, we um, I haven't we hadn't heard official response yet from the White House or from former President uh, Donald Trump. And really, he's the one that's going to be reacting in a pretty positive way, one would imagine. So this is what has happened. The special 
prosecutor, the special counsel, John Durham, he has now officially concluded a four-year, four-year investigation. And a part of the of the final conclusion in this report, which um, apparently was transmitted from the FBI, um, like from the Justice Department, which it received last week, and it was transmitted to Congress over the weekend, and, and now we're starting to uh, to get it here publicly. But apparently one of the conclusions is that um, there was never any justification for a full-blown investigation into the Trump-Russia probe. And, of course, this is something that has been um, gnawing at Donald Trump for years and still talks about it. He talked about it at the CNN town hall last week yeah. as one of the one of the instances of what he calls, uh, you know, a witch hunt against him. And so, uh, again, I haven't had a chance to fully look through this report. It's it's a roughly 300 page report. Um, it just came out really just um not too long ago here, just before we came on the air. But it's very interesting that the FBI perhaps is going to have to maybe answer as to uh, what its justification was or what its argument was for conducting that um, investigation the way it did. Wow. So this is the politicization of the FBI uh, versus a sitting president. I mean, this is the truth, and it looks like it is. You can't blame anyone who's a Trump supporter for saying, yeah, this is a craziness. I mean, this was essentially impeachment one, wasn't it? Yeah, right. That kind of sort of laid the groundwork. And, yep. and remember, this uh, this whole Russia um, question uh, and matter was brought up right at the beginning of, of the Trump administration. Yep. And so it, has, it had lasted for the entire four-year term of the Trump administration. And then, of course, has uh, let in it and it led to other, um, you know, somewhere unrelated instances. But, yes, in terms of what ultimately happened uh, politically to Donald Trump, this is something that he has claimed uh, was an unfair treatment. And now it looks as if the special uh, prosecutor has determined just that. And there also may be um, in these conclusions I'm, I'm hearing that the uh, the special counsel may have said that the FBI, especially how how it compared to how it handled or did not uh, investigate Hillary Clinton um, um, and questions about her campaign, saying that it was really um, it was really kind of a two two tiered treatment. Donald Trump got a treatment one way, Hillary Clinton something else. Amazing. This is gigantic news. SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clugson is with us. Greg, let's move forward and talk about uh, any details or updates on the uh, looming debt ceiling crisis. Right. So last week, uh, there was a meeting at the White House early in the week. President Biden sat down with the top four congressional leaders, and that included House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. They had talks there in the Oval Office, and we heard from all of the parties after those meetings. Uh, Nothing, of course, was agreed to then. They agreed to have staff-level discussions continue between the White House and Capitol Hill. And then the president wanted to have them all back to to the White House and to his office on Friday. That was the plan heading into Friday, and then we learned sort of suddenly that uh, the Friday meeting was canceled so that those staff-level discussions could continue. So that's what happened over part of the weekend, and now we understand that this meeting is back on for tomorrow at the White House. And and the timing, you guys, is is really important here because uh, the, the government has essentially said as early as the 1st of June, um, and again, that could be a floating date, but it gives us an indication of how close we are getting to at least the window of time where uh, a government default would be possible. And that's what, you know, that's what Congress needs to try and avoid here. Uh, but Kevin McCarthy uh, earlier today telling reporters just a few hours ahead of 
tomorrow's meeting at the White House with the president said there's been no progress on the debt ceiling oh talks. So we'll have to see if anything changes between now and tomorrow. Yeah, one of the problems is there's, there's not a progress on a there's not a lot of progress on a lot of talks about a lot of things right now in Washington, <laughs> yeah. which is the ongoing yeah. frustration. Right? Um, any poll that you take across the U.S. will will say that. That's true, and it, it's sort of indicative of the political climate right now, um, not just in Washington but across the country. Mm-hmm. So this this standoff is not surprising in that respect. Um, however, when I mentioned timing, the president leaves for a week-long foreign trip on Wednesday. He's going to be going to Japan first for uh, the G7 uh, conference that um, all of those leaders attend every year. And then he's going to be traveling to Australia before coming home. So he'll be gone middle of this week for the better part of a week if that's if that schedule holds as it currently is. And then you've got lawmakers after this week being gone until after Memorial Day. So that doesn't really leave very many actual days on the calendar between now and June, or at least even early June, uh, for these two sides to really hammer out some sort of an agreement. And what happens if the U.S. defaults? Well, we're hearing all sorts of dire predictions of what those consequences would look like, not only just from the Treasury Department, but from Wall Street, from any number of uh, business investment groups, the Commerce Department, uh, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, which represents businesses and corporations. And they would all say that a government default um, would ultimately lead to um, a a lot of uncertainty and probably a lot of, um, you know, red arrows on Wall Street to start with, Mm. uh, but then ultimately could lead to job losses and, and other concerns in terms of how the U.S. credit rating is received by other world capitals around the globe. Mm -hmm. So it's not just something that would be just internally here in the U.S., but it would also affect our financial relationships with other countries as well. Unbelievable. Democrats, Republicans, those elected officials who supposedly work for us, Mm -hmm. do your job. Please do your job. we got Greg Clugston on the phone, SRN News White House correspondent. Okay, uh, we actually have a presidential election coming up somewhat soon. Um, It seems as if we're stuck uh, looking into the future, Biden, Trump again. Um, But maybe that won't be the case. Uh, What about GOP hopefuls? Is there anybody who's going to give Donald Trump a run for his money? Well, that's that's the big question, of course. Uh, the $64,000 one, as we sometimes refer to, um, Kathy. But um, it, what's interesting is not everybody who could be a Republican contender um, has has formally announced yet. And in fact, that includes the person who ends up second in most of these polls, and that's the Florida governor, Ron DeSantis. He has oh, he yet to formally. He hasn't, un- really? Yeah. Even though, he's, even though he was in Iowa over the weekend and has been going to all or most of the early voting states uh, on a book tour and and making other announcements, he has not formally announced. But it is expected that that probably will happen um, probably here in the next couple of weeks, if not if not in May, you know, right as we head into June. But, yeah, so so that's interesting. And, and, And by all accounts, he is going to be running. Um, although it is not official yet, I should point out. What's interesting is a handful of, of Republicans who have said that they are considering jumping into the race. And they would include someone like Chris Christie, mm-hmm. who has done this before. He ran, of course, back in 2016. Uh, he is someone who um, says that he would not um, he would not tone down his criticism of Donald Trump like he accuses other Republican contenders of doing. He says people like Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis 
um, and even Asa Hutchinson to a degree, although he's been critical, uh, just are, you know, are sort of gloves, you know, hands off in terms of of not really going hard after Donald Trump. And so Christie says if he jumps in, he would be he would be pretty critical. I just saw a note earlier today that uh, former Texas Governor Rick Perry, also a former presidential candidate, is thinking about maybe doing it again. And there's also an interesting governor, Chris Sununu of New Hampshire. New Hampshire is a first in the nation primary state. Uh, He is a moderate Republican, um, and he is somebody who is uh, getting some uh, interest from uh, some some people. And he says he he is also considering. Johnson. Yeah, I believe it's his son. Interesting. Okay. So anyway, just some names uh, to be thinking about if uh, you're looking at the GOP list and are wondering if there's anybody else or if there's anybody else that might be of interest to you. Okay. Well, that's Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. Before you leave us, though, Greg, you know we need a little bit of an ancillary question. Um, sure. The uh, ta- <laughs> sure. <laughs> he says grudgingly. No, uh, we're no. we're going to be talking about uh, the news today that America's, uh, according to the Wall Street Journal, America's snacking binge continues on unabated. Mm-hmm. So all of our conversation about health and fitness and all of that, people still invest heavily in the snack. And so um, I'm. I don't know. We're looking for a little bit of a, a personal tale of how you carry on your days, Greg. Uh, do you have particular snacks that you are loyal to? What What do they look like? Or have midday, you, late night? Yeah. When does that happen? Yeah, uh, I would say a couple of categories there. Mm-hmm. Um, daytime snack, a go to for years for me. I just I love pretzels. Do um, you? Which, okay. You know, compared compared to some you know snacks, sure. is maybe not it's fairly as horrible. No, I think it's good. Yeah. You know, uh, so like just like simple little pretzel sticks. I've been yeah. even referred to as stick boy by a couple of my stick colleagues. Boy. <laughs> How about the, uh, so you're talking about the skinny pretzel sticks, the skinny. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I actually like all kinds, you know, the hard sourdough ones and all the rest. But, oh, yeah. um, but for for just pure snacking during the day at the work or whatever, stick. not the pretzel, uh, pretzel rod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love the pretzel rod, too. I, yeah. um, I'm, I'm all about all pretzel here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what about are you a late night snacker? Yeah, late night. Yeah. I mean, nothing beats a bowl of cereal. Oh, oh. really? It's Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Okay, what kind of cereal oh. are you going for? Oh, I um, I mean, I I don't go I don't go for the sweet cereal as much as I did when I was younger, but mm-hmm. I still like some sweet cereals. I mean, it, it doesn't matter what's whatever's in the cupboard. I like I like a lot of cereals, and uh, I would often I often would prefer to have that over a bowl of ice cream. Really interesting. Yeah. Now, are you thumbs up or thumbs down on grape nuts? <laughs> thumbs up. Thank Thumbs you. Up. And and to be honest, and and the lesser known grape nuts flakes, which what? is uh, one Holy of my smokes. favorites. Actually. That's an, that was an outside choice. Deep Unexpected. into the category here. Okay. What the heck? Thank you, Greg. Very nice. You All betcha. Right. Appreciate that. Tonight around 1030, we'll be thinking of you having a grape nut flake. <laughs> grape nut flake. SRN News White House correspondent, otherwise known as Stick Boy. Greg Clarkson joins us. Good to talk to you, Thank Greg. Thank you, Greg. Have a great one. Take care. I'm Olivia, and I'm 11. Some people my age might think water in a basement's pretty cool. Who wouldn't want an indoor swimming pool? But my dad taught me a thing or two about homes. You mean all those times I talked about waterproofing. You were actually listening? Absolutely. I'm like Alexa. Okay, so how does Jandy Waterproofing protect your home? By keeping water out of the basement so it doesn't compromise the structure of your home. And... By not giving yucky mold and mildew a place to grow. Pretty good. Dad, I wasn't finished. 
Oh, sorry. And J&D Waterproofing can save you money. Do tell. By saving you from having to replace your basement appliances from water damage. I couldn't have said it better myself. Got water problems? Don't cry. Call 1-800-VERY-DRY. J&D Waterproofing. 1-800-VERY-DRY. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. Terry Warjunas here from the Gateway Clipper. The best way to see Pittsburgh is aboard a three-river sightseeing cruise. Join us and experience our city and learn something about it, too. Sales Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, May 26th through June 11th. Visit gatewayclipper.com for tickets. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Want it done right, call doing it right. 724 New Roof. This homeownership tip is brought to you by the Pennsylvania Housing Finance Agency. The number one obstacle to buying a home typically isn't the monthly mortgage payment. It's coming up with the money for the down payment and closing costs. The Pennsylvania Housing Finance Agency can help. PHFA offers a small second loan to help meet this need. Learn more on our website at phfa.org. That's phfa.org. PHFA has been helping Pennsylvania home buyers since 1982. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Clear skies early tonight, then we'll see increasing clouds with a low of 49. Mostly cloudy skies tomorrow, tomorrow's high 70. Cloudy tomorrow evening, then turning out clear late with a low of 48. Brilliant sunshine Wednesday. However, consider protecting tender vegetation ahead of potential frost at night. Wednesday's high 65. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. I'll tell you who's protecting the tender vegetation in my house. The deer. I mean, they eat everything in America. Yeah, I know they do. Speaking of uh, eating everything in America... Uh, Greg Clarkson, interesting snack choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't surprise me. He's a healthy sort. He is a healthy sort. Mm-hmm. Little pretzel rods. Yeah, stick man. Ce- I never eat a stick cereal. Boy. Stick boy. Mm-hmm. Do you ever eat cereal at night? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, it's not good. Great nut flakes? Yeah. I bet they're delicious. <laughs> I don't think so. I bet they are. I bet you they're not. I bet they are. I bet you they don't beat a Heath bar I... or some well, ice cream. Well, come on, but look at what we're doing. I'm just saying, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, your snack of choice. Depends on the night. Okay. Um, a lot of nights, it's bagel chip or um, pita chips. Oh yeah, sure. I really like Stacy's pita chips. Nothing like a little dip. I don't even like that. I do like the Greek yogurt. Um, no, no, you don't. No, they, no, yeah, in the olden days, uh, the Greek yogurt dip from Trader Joe's, the everything bagel. Oh, yogurt okay. dip. Yeah, sure, it's sure. Yeah, yeah. So delicious. I would eat that. I've it's had that. so delicious. Mm-hmm. 
with the bagel chips. That I is like a very a dip. That's a very nice option. Mm-hmm. I don't have any at home right now. America is binging on snacks and food companies are eating it up. Okay, this is in today's Wall Street Journal. So um, half of you, you, half of the United States consumers, are eating three or more snacks per day. Really, up eight percent in the past two years. The snack food industry is a one hundred and eighty-one billion dollar industry. Whoa. Yep. So uh, big business, of course, billions and billions of dollars. Um, one of the most famous or most popular snacks, yeah, are Twinkies. Ew. Yeah. Can That's you imagine not a snack? Well, it is if you want to end up in the hospital, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Right? I think Twinkies are pretty gross. Well, I, I haven't had one in probably decades. Yeah. I, so out of curiosity. The, the texture of them is a little gross to me. They're, me- they're meant to last forever. Yeah, right? that's, that that's can't be good. All right. That's Yeah, that's not – yeah, that can't be a good snack. Now, remember you and this – so a host of sn- startups, apparently, in this Wall Street Journal article, are hoping to grab a little bit of that billion-dollar billion business. Mm-hmm. Remember the healthy snacks you see? Gray's <laughs> went out of business. Yeah. That, no I, it, it was a monthly subscription, and every week they would send me, like, five healthy snacks. A little cardboard box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You open it up, and it was kind of like, you know – yeah. Free, you know, kind of like the little plate. They the were portioned plate. out. Yeah. Yep. And they, they were, were horrible. They were. <laughs> they were so bad. Seriously, they were the they worst. They weren't bad. No, they were. Horrible. Some of them were bad, actually. All right. I think that's why they went out of business. Yeah. Because. Because they were bad. <laughs> <laughs> they maybe some of the taste had fallen off. A the best snack, popcorn. Popcorn Every is a delicious snack. Way. Yeah. I could eat popcorn. It, I seven agree. Days a week. I'm with you. 101.5 WORD. I'm Alan Jackson, and I have the privilege of joining you each day to open the Word of God and ask for His input. And I'm convinced the challenges we face in today's world are more spiritual than they are political or economic. Exploring God's Word together is refreshing. It equips us for everything that comes our way. Join me, and let's see what God has in store for us today. A fresh look at Scripture, weekday mornings at 930, Alan Jackson Ministries on 101.5 WORD. Doing it right, roofing, siding, remodeling. 15% off on all full roofing and full siding replacements signed in the month of May. Minimum size requirements apply. See website for details or call 724-NEW-ROOF. I'll never forget my first pair of Jordans. I mowed neighbors' lawns all summer to save up because I was certain those Jordans were going to make me touch the rim. But then the new shoe blister, to which I gritted my teeth and kept wearing them. Because blisters go away, but brand new Jordans are forever. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And this is exactly like buying a new home right now. Interest rates are higher, an annoying short-term blister. But home prices have come down quite a bit, creating a big opportunity. Because interest rates can go away, but the price you pay for a new home is forever. We've got hundreds of listeners buying their dream home now while prices have dropped with a plan to refinance the interest rate blister down the road. We have a direct lender advantage that can often get you a better rate, and we provide a $1,000 lender credit at closing to all our radio friends. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. And a number 1330. Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I learned about atrial fibrillation the hard way. My symptoms would come and go. Shortness of breath. Fatigue. I kept going. Then I got so lightheaded, I couldn't. 
My doctor said I have AFib, so I'm about five times more likely to have a stroke. Other symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain can come and go, but the risk of stroke stays. If you have symptoms, tell a doctor. Visit notimetowait.com. Sponsored by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. The roar of our engines, the pump of our heartbeats, the pedal to our metal, the sparks that ignite us, the pistons that push us, the passions that drive us. From the feelings that move us to the places that pull us on the roads that unite us. With nearly 6,000 stores and over 17,000 auto care centers, Napa has America's largest network of parts and care. Here to keep you firing on all cylinders. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Seven two four new roof. We've been spending a little um, a little time recently talking about the Holy Spirit, and, and it's interesting, Kath. For as long as we've been doing the show, we haven't given the Holy Spirit a lot of space. You think it's fair? I think that's probably fair, and I think that that's probably common. Indicative of yeah, of Christianity just, here in the United yeah, States. I think so. American Christianity. And free- maybe, I don't know if that would be evangelical Christianity. I can't speak for Orthodox or, or Roman Catholic, but I think that we do tend to do that. Yeah. But I remember, I, remember being a kid uh, growing up in a Catholic school. And I don't know what grade this happened, but they they said to us, "No, we're no longer going to say Holy Ghost. Mm. We're going to say Holy Spirit." Like that was like a. I remember being a kid going, "What happened? What happened?" I was kind of flummoxed by it because all of a sudden it's like different nomenclature. Holy Ghost to the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. I was totally confused. Right. Well, Jack Levison has cleared that up for us in the past, and is going to clear up a whole lot more today. Jack has been a good friend of the program for a long time. He is an award-winning author of many books, including 40 Days with the Holy Spirit, Fresh Air for Every Day, An Unconventional God, The Spirit According to Jesus, and his latest book, which is called Seven Secrets of the Spirit-Filled Life. Jack, our friend, welcome back. Oh. Hello, Kathy. Hello, John. Great to be back. Always Thanks a pleasure, Jack. Really great to hear yeah. your voice. Jack, we're thrilled because you, you, you heard, you know, Kath and I, of all the subjects we talk about, we we rarely engage in Holy Spirit talk. Why is that? Well, I think part of it is for straight, let's just call them straight evangelicals, uh, they're put off because of the rise of Pentecostalism and all this talk of speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. And if you don't speak in tongues, and the people who seem to experience the Spirit are speaking in tongues, and they want you to speak in tongues, you feel kind of crappy. Hmm. Huh. So yeah. why talk about something that makes you feel bad? Oh, right. right. So I think that's a lot of it. Uh, it. And that's why when you talked, I heard before you talked about America, in American Christianity, I went to Wheaton College, there was very little talk about the Holy Spirit because we were really straightforward evangelicals, um, not many Pentecostals. So I think, I think that's what happens. The ecstasy of Pentecostals makes evangelicals very wary and not feel very good about themselves. So who wants to talk about it? Mm-hmm. Jack, another thing that I mean, comes... That's my, that's my yeah, it's just a guess. I think it's sure, good. sure. <laughs> I, I, yeah, and I, the other thing I think of, and I could be wrong about this, but this is also just postulating, but Jesus is revealed, um, and we read about him, and we... We know him because of the gospels that have been written. Um, the Holy Spirit and and God the Father 
you know, evident throughout. We have an, an entire New Testament. Um, and of course, we're talking about a Trinity. So this is a, a difficult conversation, but I hope you're with me on it. When we get, though, to the Holy Spirit, I'm I think a lot okay. of people feel like he's a wild card. The Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah, we don't even know how to, I mean, okay, go back to the Catholic Church maybe in the 60s or 70s yep. or whatever it was. Yep. You know, it was always Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Yep. I, so, I sort of thought of the Spirit as Casper the Friendly Ghost, exactly. right? right. And then all of a sudden, it's not a ghost, it's a spirit. Yep. And so that's one thing. What in the world is a spirit? Another thing is the Hebrew word ruach, really hard to translate. Is it breath? Is it wind? Is it spirit? Is it some combination? So the reality is, at the very basic basis of trying to understand the Spirit, no, we do not have a Jesus and four Gospels, and we can go back and study what he said about. We don't have that. So the language is weird, the language has changed, and we don't have books in the Bible that say, here's the book about the Holy Spirit, the way we have the Gospels or the letters of Paul. I think, Kathy, you're right. Makes it really hard to know. Right. Okay, so Jack, you've obviously invested many years of your life to studying the Holy Spirit. Um, in the pe- Is there even, even for me to say this, in the pecking order of prayers, are you praying to God the Father, Jesus, and or the Holy Spirit? Is that a question for me personally? Yes. So, yes. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. It depends all three. on yes. what kind of prayer I'm praying. But uh-huh. to ask the question about prayers... So this little book that Kathy, I don't know if she still does. I sure do. The yellow book. Okay, well, I'm just doing an audio book of it these weeks. I have a little introduction that talks about, I didn't notice until I did the audio book, that I'd forgotten, that talks about prayers to the Holy Spirit. And what I think is this. I think prayers to the Holy Spirit in a way that prayers to the Father and even prayers to Jesus um, don't do, prayers to the Holy Spirit settle us. They settle us down. So when you talk to God the Father, you're often asking for something. Oh, can I have this? Can we have this healing? Can I have this guidance? Can I have that? You don't really ask the Holy Spirit for the same sort of thing. The Holy Spirit is, is, the, is the spirit breath within that settles us down. So I would suggest praying to the Holy Spirit in order to settle us down. Boy, that is really fascinating. Now, why do you say that? Well, partly because in our devotions this morning, Priscilla and I were actually, believe it or not, we're actually using Seven Secrets of the Spirit-Filled Life. We're using this new little book. Are you really? Going, yes, we're going through it devotionally. We're like on page five. I love I just that. Got copies. It's lovely. And then we, we're trying to do the applications as well, these very concrete applications. But uh, one of the texts, uh, the, it, it, today it was one of the texts that Peter talks about at Pentecost, put that on your mirror. And the text that I read was about, it was an amazing text from Isaiah 57 that said basically, uh, our lives are like the bottom of the ocean when there's a current and everything, the muck and the mire, rises from the bottom. I thought that was an incredible image of my life. Yeah. My life is not settled. It is not quiet. I'm not breathing evenly. There's like all this stuff at the bottom of the ocean that's churning up. That's when I need to experience the Holy Spirit. So for me, I think most of us live a fairly chaotic, uh, busy, uh, harried life. We need to learn to pray to the Holy Spirit as that constant breath that's in us. And that's the basis of the word 
you know, ruach in Hebrew. It's this spirit breath that animates us. And we need to remember that we're breathing. Our hearts are beating. God is present. We are settled. And I think the prayers to the Holy Spirit do that. Kathy, you may know, you know, having used these little prayers. Yeah. And I... Um... First of all, let me say it's Jack Levison, and the new book is called Seven Secrets of the Spirit-Filled Life. I was thinking as you were talking um, that when um, I lost my dad a couple years ago and after a really long sickness, and his um, his dying was so sad to me. It was just really – it was just a very, very painful experience for all of us. Um, and But in particular for me, my prayer life – was very limited because I did not know what to say. I didn't know what to say. I mean, he, he, in your grief, yeah. I, and my dad had been sick for so long, uh, like healing didn't seem like a viable option. And I, it was just your that idea of your uh, inner self being so discombobulated, uh, like the bottom of the ocean, all sorts of stuff being kicked up. I perpetually, Jack. Um, started praying Romans 8, uh, yeah. 26. Yeah. In the same mm-hmm. way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we don't know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. So what I started doing is saying, Holy Spirit, pray for me. Holy Spirit, pray for me. That that was the extent of my prayer life was Holy Spirit, pray for me. But I felt a lot of calming, which is why I'm really curious that you're using those same words. I felt a lot of peace about that. I don't know if it was, first of all, I was praying scripture, so that is reassuring. But the second thing I think is just that by praying that, I was reinforcing the fact that the Holy Spirit knew and was all wise and I knew so very little and felt very weak. Mm-hmm. And even Paul in another passage says, who knows the spirit of God? Who knows the, the inside of God other than the spirit of God? That's in First Corinthians 2. So here you have this, this person willing to groan within us, willing to cry within us, willing to grieve within us who knows the depths of God as well. And I really do think we need to begin to tap that. I was speaking uh, last November at a Society of Vineyard Scholars, it was called, and doing something on the Holy Spirit. And we began to talk about needing a pneumatology of lament, needing the Holy Spirit to be there in lament. Because for many of us, the Spirit is there to give us the victorious life, to lead us out, you know, to make things right. But in fact, maybe the Spirit is there to groan with us and grieve with us and weep with us and settle us into the pain of that. And I do wonder if that's true. That's not all the Spirit does, but I think the Spirit does do that. And, and you know, I'm an evangelical, so, you know, I went to Wheaton College. I'm, I've got good pedigree. Yeah. I went to Wheaton College, and I learned to think through my faith and speak through my faith and delineate my faith. And I'm pretty good at that. But, boy, learning how to grieve and lament and allow God to hurt with me is much harder. I'm much better at the front of a classroom than I am grieving over something in the privacy of my own uh, apartment. Jack Levison's with us. His brand new work, uh, which we're talking about right now, Seven Secrets of the Spirit-Filled Life. So, Jack, in just a, a few seconds we've got left here, I hear this conversation between you and Kathy. It sounds like essentially what you're saying in some ways is no matter what you're going through, the Spirit will allow you to surrender. Is that fair? 
Yeah, I don't know that the spirit allows. <laughs> Let me just correct you there. I don't know if the spirit allows us to surrender. The spirit helps us to surrender. Sure. The spirit um, comes alongside us to surrender. So yes, uh, but but surrendering is a lot up to us too. Stopping and breathing and being quiet mm. and giving space. I think something is up to us that we can, we can, okay, the best example of this in Acts chapter 10, right? Peter is exhausted. He's going to Jerusalem. And what does he do? He goes up onto a roof and it says he falls into ecstasy. That could mean he fell asleep or he had an ecstatic vision. We don't know. But he goes up on the roof to pray and he has an experience of something. Had he not gone up on the roof to pray, he would never have had that experience. So I think it's our job to create space Mm. and place and then that allows the spirit to give us the freedom to surrender. Mm. Jack, that's really, really good. That's super interesting. Uh, I want to thank you for being back on the show. And time I wanna, is far too short. Yeah, really, time, time is too short, but that's where we are in radio. The new book is Seven Secrets of the Spirit-Filled Life by Jack Levison. Jack, terrific to talk to you. Delighted to be with you both. Thanks so much. Thank you, Jack. Always a great pleasure. Okay. Turkey and stuffing, real mashed potatoes, sliced top round, Aunt Emma's broccoli casserole, chicken and gravy over buttermilk biscuits. Am I making you hungry yet? Hi, it's me, Marsha, from the Springhouse. Do you have a special event coming up in your life? A shower, a wedding, graduation party, company party, anniversary event, or any occasion where you'd love to serve all-natural, farm-fresh foods? Then it's time to give the Springhouse Catering Department a call at 724-228-3339. From your first conversation with Dawn, who will help you create a menu that's unique to you, to the beautiful, bounteous setup and display that my sister Jill and her crew create, you will be delighted. After every catering event, Jill tells our cooks, I wish I could take you with me so you could hear all the wonderful comments guests give us. Give us a call at 724-228-3339 or check out our extensive menu at springhousemarket.com for farm fresh catering from the Springhouse. The following is not an actor, but a real life story from Trinity Debt Management. I'm Corey and this is my story. I was going through some financial troubles paying off my credit card. I was paying high interest rates and it just wasn't getting any better. And I knew I had to do something. So my mom told me about Trinity. And so I decided to call. Trinity was able to do something that I couldn't. I'm paying off my debt. I'm saving thousands and things are really looking up. I promise you guys, you will not regret it when you call Trinity because it was such a relief and less stress in my life. And it was the best thing I could have done for myself. Because once I called Trinity, they took care of me and I felt such a relief, a weight off my shoulders. Trinity was great to work with. They wanted to help me. I love it. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. I'm Corey, and I'm debt-free for keeps. 1-800-936-5496. Guys, if you're frustrated with online dating, give Pittsburgh Singles a try. If you're between 38 and 43, single, Christian, educated, and family-oriented, Pittsburgh Singles has two particular VIP women you might want to meet. These beautiful, educated, local Christian women are looking for the same thing you are, the possibility of forever love with someone who shares their faith and values. Could that be you? Take three easy steps to find out with Pittsburgh's premier matchmaking service at pittsburgh-singles.com. People always ask me, why should I call Mr. Rooter Plumbing? Here's why. 
Our owner, Bob Beal, learned plumbing from his father who started plumbing in 1964. His father taught him to do it right the first time, and that's what Bob passed on to all of our plumbing technicians today. If you need a plumber, call Mr. Reuter. Always available for big and small jobs. Plus, mention you heard this ad on Word FM and receive 10% off your next service with us. Call 412 Reuter 2 today. If you think you're busy, today I'm going to tell you about Michael and Hannah Carmack, who live in Birmingham, Alabama, and whose lives changed forever back in October when they found out they were having two sets of identical twins. What? Yes. Uh, Apparently, (laughs) Michael, the husband, said he grabbed his head in shock when he found out. I just kept saying, he said, this is unreal. Um, So just uh, in March... Hannah delivered all four babies via C-section. Baby Evelyn came out first, then David, Daniel, and then Adeline, all healthy. Um, and two boys, two girls. Two boys, two girls. I'm showing you, John, oh my, look. a picture. Oh, they are so sweet. Oh, my gosh. Little yeah. tiny babies. Now, here's the interesting thing about it is that it's not quadruplets because uh, quads come from all the 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 separation of the same sperm and egg right. right so this is two it it spontaneously happened what? twice at the same time with two eggs what are the improbable I can't odds even of imagine like I cannot even Talk imagine about a gift from God I know well unbelievable so the couple uh, according wow. to CBS looked to their pastor for guidance Good. they weren't planning to have a baby because Hannah really wanted to go on a church mission trip to South Africa. <laughs> And the pastor was like, hey, listen, this is special. Not everybody's chosen for something like this because, are you ready? Hmm. They were not doing any fertility treatments. What? This was truly 100% shocked. What are the odds of it's something like out, that happening? It's outrageous. What a gift. Do they have any other kids? They have an eight-year-old daughter. Oh, my gosh. She's going to be so thrilled. Oh, my gosh. So right now they said their home is perfect oh. for all of the babies and their eight-year-old. Really? But it's not going to be soon so michael's remodeling the 1200 square foot home oh my goodness yeah you better double that size Try, yeah that's exactly what he's doing he said it's the plan is for 3,000 square uh, feet of a home fit for a family of seven he said yes it is very stressful but i know the lord is going to work Holy it out what an gr- incredibly great story can you oh i love that believe so much. two sets of identical twins with nothing artificial nope. no no oh my gosh they look oh <laughs> the, oh, please the, find t- this the two photo. baby girls have the hugest bows on their yeah, head. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I mean, it is super, super cute. I mean, the mom looks like she's twenty. She really does. She looks like a kid, right? Oh, that is so great. Oh, God bless them. God. Prayers. What's their names? They're na- uh, the parents? Yes. Okay, the parents are Michael and Hannah Carmack. Michael and they Hannah They have an eight-year-old Carmack. daughter, and then they have four little tiny babies. God bless them. Um, Evelyn... David, Daniel, and Adeline. Adeline. Mm-hmm. I like that name. I do, too. I like it a lot. Yeah, Evelyn's sweet, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, there they all are. Good so, gravy. Listen, when I brought our first baby home, I was like a complete wreck. Um, and because I'd never had a baby. I didn't know what to do with the baby. But with the second baby, you have the three-year-old. I had a three-year-old yeah. who was very busy. And that, to me, was very, very hard. And I never had a third child, so I don't know what that would be like. Well, the eight-year-old will be great as mommy's helper, right? I mean, she's certainly old enough to step in there and... 
Yeah, but then you don't want no, the to poor eight-year-old no, to, to be, be like in, your hired help to be in therapy when she's twenty-one because right. her parents made her do everything. My guess is she'll take to it like a duck to water. I mean, who would not be excited by four babies at one time? Oh my gosh! Oh my, it's a, oh my I love it. Gosh. What a great story. That's our four o'clock hour. Stick around for the five o'clock hour. Dr. Karen Swallow Pryor. We're going to talk about human progress, the myth of the modern age. That's next. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's the ride home. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. To healthcare. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. In Florida today, Governor Ron DeSantis has put his name on a bill barring the state's colleges and universities from spending money on diversity, equity, and inclusion programs and limiting how race can be discussed in many courses. The move comes amid conservative pushback on higher education DEI programs, which DeSantis and others say reinforce racial divisions and promote liberal orthodoxy. Supporters of the program say they are critical to serving the nation's increasingly diverse student populations. The law also forbids public colleges from offering general education courses, those that are part of a required curriculum for all college students, that, quote, distort significant historical events and teach identity politics, among other topics. Jeremy House reporting. This is SRN News. Hi, this is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and best-selling author on safety and preparedness. The fact is, things are getting downright scary for everyone who's storing their wealth in the banks. We just saw the collapse of three major banks, and I would urge you to consider protecting your wealth ASAP. If even a tiny percentage of Americans attempt to withdraw their savings, we would see a collapse of the entire banking system, sending us into a modern-day Great Depression. Fortunately, there is a way for you to avoid this. It starts with contacting Advantage Gold. If you have an IRA or 401k, Advantage Gold can help convert those paper assets into physical gold and silver. This is the process that I recommend everybody use as a hedge against rapid inflation and to protect your retirement wealth from the banks. Take control of your financial safety today. Call 800-900-8000 to get your free gold investment kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1-800-940-6161. That's 1-800-940-6161. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1-800-940-6161. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Are you tired of not getting a good night's sleep? Hey, this is John Hall. Mike Lindell has created the perfect solution. He didn't just stop at the pillow. He also created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets, made from the world's best cotton called Giza. These sheets are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. 
And now, for a limited time, you can get 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets with prices starting as low as $29.98. These sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors and have a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Take advantage of this amazing offer. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square, use promo code WORD at the checkout. You can also find deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper and MyPillow towel sets. Don't wait any longer to get the best sleep of your life. Call 800-391-0954 or go to MyPillow.com now and use promo code WORD. Remember, this sale won't last forever, so don't miss out. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Clear skies early tonight, then we'll see increasing clouds with a low of 49. Mostly cloudy skies tomorrow, tomorrow's high 70. Cloudy tomorrow evening, then turning out clear late with a low of 48. Brilliant sunshine Wednesday, however, consider protecting tender vegetation ahead of potential frost at night, Wednesday's high 65. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Thankfully, once in a very, very blue moon, you hear stories of religious cults and mass suicide. And I, I say thankfully because it's not a common experience, mm-hmm. thankfully. But um, there is a... Uh, uncovering, so to speak, of a cult in Kenya where um, more than 200 people, uh, their graves have been exhumed and some 600 more people are missing from this cult. Uh, it's a doomsday cult. and 600 people are missing? 600. So what? if, and apparently there are mass grave sites where there may be these 600 people. So it could be more than 800 people have either been murdered and or starved themselves to death in rural Kenya. Uh, there is a pastor, and um, wow. the pastor has been in charge of this church for more than a decade. He is under arrest along with his wife. So he's alive. He's alive. He's alive. So he, was he starving himself? Apparently not. Oh, he was just telling everybody else to starve them. Exactly. Yeah, uh, an 800 property. That's rich. 800 acre property located in the coastal country of Kilifi in Kenya. Uh, the pastor's name is Paul McKenzie, and he is alleged to have ordered his congregants to starve themselves to death in order to meet Jesus. That's atrocious. Local media outlets in Kenya have been reported cases of missing. Internal body organs, uh, quoting investigators in the case, cults apparently are common in Kenya, which has a deeply religious society. The president of Kenya is an evangelical Christian. And um, the problem is, of course, you know this, when there are, what, what's the, what's the words here? Um, Because it's an evangelical church, there is no central body. Mm-hmm. So there's no, it's like a non-denominational situation. Exactly. There's no governing authority. There's nobody who is responsible for the church other than the dude who's the running The pastor, it. right. So because of that, there are all manner 
of evangelical churches with various creeds and worship styles and studies and off more often than not uh, people who are very charismatic uh, personally not in their st- who attract mm-hmm. people yeah. who want to know Jesus right and so more often than not, there is no seminary involved because these are self-taught, you know, Bible scholars. Right. There's no supervisor. No there's one. No. So in a deeply religious country, things like this can happen. And of course, it can happen anywhere. Right. I mean, oh, it's a heartache. So that's what's happening right now in Kenya, where hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people are presumed dead because of one man, Paul McKenzie. So the trials or the the first hearings will be held in about a week or so in Kenya to at least initially uncover the facts of this. I'm sure that we'll hear much more that about this. That is a as terrifying, tragic story. Yeah, it is. Cults. All right, so I'm not going to explain cults to anybody because I don't have nearly enough understanding of them, but two scripture passages did come to mind. Uh, In thinking about this, uh, this is the 34th chapter of Ezekiel, and it says, The word of the Lord came to me and said, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. So prophesy against the pastors, the people who are supposed Mm -hmm. to be in charge, right? Prophesy and say to them, even to the shepherds, thus says the Lord God, shepherds of Israel who have been feeding yourselves, should not shepherds feed the sheep? Mm -hmm. You eat the fat, you clothe yourselves with the wool, You slaughter the fat ones, but you do not feed the sheep. The weak you have not strengthened, the sick you have not healed, the injured you have not bound up, the strayed you have not brought back, the lost you have not sought, and with force and harshness you have ruled them. Wow. What is that? Ezekiel 34. I mean, it's there have been bad leaders... Oh. In the capital C church from the very beginning, the very, because very beginning, all men are like grass and they wither and we're sinful and fallen and fleeting. And it's tragic to see this happen. It it's really just is. sickening. Do, you know, when I was a kid in the 70s, uh, late 70s, cults were a big thing. Sure they were. Cults were in the news often. Yes. They were on your talk show, whether it was, you know, Oprah or Phil Donahue or whatever it was. There was always conversation about cults. Well, I remember, I'll go way back to, you know, the the 60s where radical cults. I mean, uh, remember Patty Hearst? Yeah, right. That was a a cult of some way. What was that called? The... Palestinian. No, no, I'm not sure what th- that was called. Sin Q was the guy who was the head of the cult, where she was kidnapped. Now that was that was not a religious cult, but she was involved in a cult. Right. Uh, I mean Jim Jones. I mean th- you could speak of that, right? The Symbionese I mean, Liberation thank Army. Thank you. SLA, Symbionese Liberation Army. That was a cult. Jim Jones. What what happened mm-hmm. there in Jamestown mm-hmm. in Africa? I mean Jonestown. Jonestown. Mm-hmm. That was a cult. I mean, we know. We but have... I think about like being a kid and seeing the Moonies. Remember when Hare you know... Krishna? Right. Remember exactly. Hare Krishna at the airport? Right. You go to the airport and they. they, they... Noel Paul Stuckey. Remember when he? Yes. Ch- yeah. So there are cults everywhere. They don't probably get yeah. the news coverage they used to get. Well, they don't because you know we go through phases in, each in our own life, but also the culture does, and so cults aren't in in our conversation like they were before. Right. But I don't. I, 
Does that mean they're less prevalent? It probably does mean I they're slightly. So. I, I bet they're less prevalent, but it's not that they don't exist. We know people who, who are part of cults. Yeah. Sure, I do. You do. I know. Yeah. I do. Mm-hmm. Generally, they. Uh, I know someone who's involved in a cult right now. A friend, f- friends of friends, who, when the, the young woman went to college, apparently the family was wealthy, and this cult would attract young wealthy college freshmen away from home for the first time, displaced mm-hmm. people of means who could supply the cult with X funds, and. A decade after the fact, this person is still part of their cult. Hmm. So they're out there. You know, and you know, you think I, I would never fall for that, but you don't know until you see how incredibly enigmatic. Well, not enigmatic, magnetic. Yes. Well, magnetic. and also enigmatic later. The, the leaders are. Yeah, and if you're lost and hungry or disconnected yeah, right. from family right. or relationships, mm-hmm. it would fill an instant need for you. Yeah. So you could see that very quickly. Wow, that is a really sad, sad story. Yeah. Anyway, you can read more about that in today's news, but we're going to take a break. When we come back, our good friend Dr. Karen Swallow Pryor back on the show. We'll talk about the myth of the modern age. Are we doubting it? It's next. The Ride Home. WORD. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I'm your number one fan. That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. Ad paid for by the Sentinel Group. Attention veterans, active duty military, civilians, and contractors. If you were issued earplugs between 1999 and 2015 and were diagnosed with hearing loss or ringing in the ears, you may be entitled to compensation. The manufacturer of these military earplugs recently paid $9.1 million to resolve claims that their earplugs were defective, potentially exposing service members to damaging sound levels that could have resulted in hearing loss or tinnitus. If you or a loved one were issued earplugs and were diagnosed with tinnitus or hearing loss, don't wait. You fought for this country, and our attorneys want to fight for you. Call 800-207-0028 now for a free legal consultation and to see if you may be eligible to file a claim. Time restrictions may apply, and you pay nothing unless there's a recovery in your favor. So call 800-207-0028 now. Again, 800-207-0028. That's 800-207-0028. For a bunch of years now, we've been telling our story on Christian radio stations across the country, meeting thousands of awesome people, like James here, who was nice enough to share this with his radio station. We refinanced our house to get some money to do some improvements. We knew we had some equity in the house, especially with the market booming the way it was, and we were going to see what we had available, see if we had enough to do what we wanted to do with our home. We had heard an ad on the radio station, and, I mean, they were on top of everything. Communication was key with us, and and they stayed right there and made sure that everything we needed and any question we had got answered very promptly. I will absolutely recommend United States Mortgage. Over the last few years, most of our homes have boomed in value. If cashing some of that out would help you, whether for home updates or paying off credit card debt with much higher interest rates, we 
are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melbourne, New York. And a blessing for 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Rama Christian School is enrolling now. Rama is a private school in Moon Township serving children in preschool through eighth grade. Recognized for its commitment to a biblically integrated curriculum that nurtures a Christian worldview and academic excellence, Rama aims to develop the whole child spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, and socially. Rama is a true community of families who desire to raise up the next generation of godly leaders, also offering programs for homeschool families. For tuition and enrollment information, visit RamaChristianSchool.org. Probably takes 20 seconds to immerse yourself in the daily news, not to mention looking at the larger arc of where we've been over the last five with unbelievably cantankerous uh, ugly arguments, politically speaking, as we tried to make our way through a pandemic. We had the January 6th thing. We've had, I don't know how many mass shootings. Uh, it's it, it just seems as if uh, whatever we believed in as far as human society getting better and better, uh, becoming more reasonable, becoming more scientific, becoming more just. I don't know if, if it's crumbling around us or maybe it's just my perspective on it. What do you mean? Wait, you don't think things are getting better? It doesn't seem like things are getting better. Okay, so as a believer, though, there's a difference. There is. There certainly is a difference. And when you go into issues like, you know, we talk about hunger a lot on our program here. There are a lot fewer people that are hungry now than there were a decade ago. Yeah. There are a lot, Starvation. There are a lot fewer people who uh, are looking for clean water than there were a decade ago. So it's not like there isn't. But I'm saying that just my emotional response, being immersed in the mm-hmm. news every day, I feel like, oh, my gosh, forget it. So. So I don't know where rationality and where emotion fit in. But, but it just, is true, though. I mean, I've got a friend who's not a believer, but he is of the firm belief that human progress, that, you know, just life in general for us here on planet Earth is always going to get better. Do you think that that's true? Well, things have been sort of trending along that path, I would say, right? We're better off than we were 100 years ago as far as, you know, not, cl- clean not water. And- yeah, but not everything. All right. I mean, obviously, everything means that we're in a blessed heavenly state. But anyway, to talk about these questions, Dr. Karen Swallow Pryor back with us, research professor of English and Christianity and culture at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary, but just for a little bit, author of On Reading Well, Finding the Good Life Through Great Literature. And she's got a new book coming out at the end of the summer called The Evangelical Imagination. We'll talk about in just a little bit. Karen, friend, welcome back. Hey, Kathy and John. Good to talk to you again. Yeah, always a pleasure, Karen. So uh, you wrote a piece that uh, we saw at Religion News Service called Human Progress, the Myth of the Modern Age is Increasingly in Doubt. Uh, I mean, that sort of flies in the face of, you know, what my friend would say, who's not a believer, but he sees, you know, we were, we're better off than we were 100 years ago. You're saying not so fast. Yeah, I mean, there are many measures by which we can say that we are much better off than we were 100 years ago. And and it, I think I've fooled myself into, into thinking that we are. Um, I think the three of us are all about the same age. We've lived on this earth for at least half a century. And um, it seemed like the first part of our lives, things were, were pretty good. They were improving. <laughs> yeah. But the past few years, some of these headlines just seem like they are ripped from, like, the Middle Ages. Um, very barbaric behavior that we're seeing from one another and 
diseases that we're facing. And it just kind of got me thinking about these questions. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I would agree. Barbaric behavior feels to be a pretty apt description. And we were just talking about the the Kenyan uh, church uh, where hundreds and hundreds of people have been starved to death. And, And you read about that. And of course, I mean, like Kat said, 10 or 20 seconds into looking at the news of the day, you think we've lost our minds. Yeah. And I mean, so human civilization by, you know, however you want to count it has been around for at least thousands of years, if not more. Um, And the modern age has been around for, you know, for a few hundred years. So we would say since the 17th century um, is, is what we call the modern age. Um, and the modern age is really defined, it's defined by many things, but one of the things that defines it is just this idea that because of our increased knowledge and our use of reason and the scientific method, we actually are progressing and improving as, as, a, as a human society and culture. And we are in many ways, but, you know, I guess we just, we have to face the fact that the human condition doesn't change. And despite all the improvements, there are just so many reminders that um, we still struggle just in our human nature. Yeah. I mean, I remember the first time I had this thought of what you're talking about, Karen, a few years ago when there were, I don't know how many men who were beheaded at the same time. Remember this? And yes. they, were, they were all wearing orange right. jumpsuits mm-hmm. and they were kneeling that was an down. ISIS thing, yeah. And, and I, I saw that and I was like, Really? We're beheading people now as a group, and it felt like we were, you know, being thrown back a thousand years. It kind of like it, it crushed my soul. No, exactly, and and we can look to our own country and see similar things. I mean, there was a governor a couple of years ago who attempted uh, a kidnapping and murder of her was attempted. Not to mention the you know the incursion on our nation's capital, for which many hundreds of people are being tried and imprisoned. I mean, it's just, again, it's just something that we would think of about reading um, in history books or in some historical novel or on Game of Thrones or something. Right. But it's real. And it and I think because it's happening to us uh, and it's our time, we tend to mm-hmm. look at it differently than we might look at history. Um, what do you think about that? I mean, you know, it, it, is it the chronological snobbery, you know, the label that C.S. Lewis put on it, that we think that what we're doing now, we're the smartest, we're the best, we're the most evolved that we've ever been. Um, how, how does that how, how does that now versus history figure in? I, I think that's exactly it. It is chronological snobbery. And as I mentioned in the article, um, you know, if we look at certain years or decades, times that, that human beings live in, like a lifespan of, you know, 80 or 100 years, we can definitely see peaks and valleys. And we can see peaks and valleys that might even be longer than, than that. And so I think for us in this moment, who've lived as long as we haven't seen a lot of improvements or, you know, or experience improvements that are relatively recent, like, you know, the, the right to vote for women and um, and certain, you know, vaccinations and inoculations against yeah. diseases. We've, you know, flying in airplanes. We've seen so many miraculous improvements and and benefited from them that I think it's just is a little bit shocking uh, to, to revert back to some of the behaviors that have defined humanity since since prehistoric times. Um, and that's kind of what we're living through right now at this moment. So, Karen, because we have a roof over our head, 
running water, uh, we have food that's available to us, entertainment at our every fingertip, the pocket of the world civilization in our hands right now at any you know beck and call. Uh, you say in your piece, Human Progress, the Myth of the Modern Age, that perhaps one of the one of the faults of this is our our barbarism towards each other is that we're bored. Yes, um, you know that is that I draw. Um, on, of course, there are lots of people who've said that that sort of thing, but um, I'm citing there a, a wonderful uh, piece by Dostoevsky in the middle of the 19th century. Which, by the way, that was a century that was also marked a great deal by progress and optimism. But people like Dostoevsky and others, right in the middle of that um, of that optimistic era. They're, they were sort of prophets because they saw they saw beneath the surface. And one of the things that Dostoevsky talks about in his uh, novella Underground Man, which I which I quote in that essay, is is how this kind of progress and amusement and comfort can bring about boredom. That actually is what contributes to kind of our barbaric behavior. And I don't think you have to look past Twitter. Um, <laughs> Today to see how that plays out, um, we, we just play with one another's lives and and um, destroy mm-hmm. one another's lives so easily with the, the, the yeah. click of a few buttons as we scroll on social media. Yeah, it's really an unthinking type of mm-hmm. response. I, I mean, I, I was John sent me a uh, a tweet last night that I was looking at, and it was somebody saying, um, "There is no God." or there is a God, what's your justification for what you believe? And so people, it was really interesting to to see what people said until it got to the point where people were just ruining one another, ruining one another. Mm -hmm. And it's just, Mm -hmm. I I guess, you know, with all the time that we've spent on Twitter that I, or just lived life, that wouldn't be surprising to me, but each time it is. Casual cruelty. Yeah. Casual. That's what it is, John. Casual cruelty. Hmm. And that 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 alleviates the boredom of some, I guess. That's the one of the only explanations that I have for it. Um, so that's that's really sad and, and very pervasive, too. At the same time, when you see the modern world, I mean, it's it's hard to not argue that there is, you know, there is progress, technological, scientific, the, the, the lack of progress or the regression is within the human heart uh, and, and, mm-hmm. and you can't tame that or you can't put guardrails on that. The only way you can do that is by surrendering to, dare I say, you know, in a, a secular perspective, a higher power. But of course, when you look at religion, especially specifically Christians in this country and around the world, we're often we're our, our own worst enemy. So we dirty the water and make, you know, uh, make Jesus something political, which is, you know, just equally destructive in all of our lives. Yeah, that that's so true. I mean, that's another thing that, that those of us in the church are experiencing now is is kind of these revelations that feel apocalyptic because because they are apocalyptic. Um, we've been kind of, well, I speak for myself, but I think others too, just been kind of living in a, in a, in a bubble and, um, and not seeing the things that were beneath the surface all along, and they've been rising up, and, it, and it's been devastating. But um, it's also a mercy uh, because of these things, these problems, and these 
these fractures and these corruptions have been there all along. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're seeing them. Better to see them than exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah, and I know you're not talking in specifics, Karen, but we could be talking about you know the church in all sorts of different ways. We could talk about the church's relationship, um, how genders. Um, treat one another inside the church. We could be talking about uh, how people of different races treat one another in the church. We could be talking about uh, leaders who abuse their privilege uh, and not just in a sexual fashion or financial fashion, but just in, in areas of power. I mean, there are so, and of course we could get into financial mismanagement, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But um, I think you're right that with all of the difficulties of the modern age, as far as social media goes, one of the good things is that stuff doesn't stay buried. And uh, it is a time for reckoning for all of us. I'm not pointing the finger in any way, shape or form. Um, so it's it's a time that I feel in some ways, even though I started off being super down, I do feel encouraged that we're dealing with stuff that we need to deal with. No, exactly. And, you know, I, I've been I've been saying a little while, maybe I've even said it on here before, but. Again, if we look at history at the, at the Protestant Reformation that came about because of longstanding corruptions in the church that were being reckoned with, um, what we're going through right now doesn't feel all that different. It feels very similar. And just as the printing press allowed for the truth to be widely disseminated and circulated and, and received by people, the Internet is also allowing that to happen. So with, for all the bad that it brings, as you pointed out, Kathy, it brings a great deal of good as well. Hmm. Well, Karen, you've given us an awful lot to feed on here. This is something that, uh, I need to consider because I don't, you know what I mean? When you meet people face to face, when you look people in the eye and you make even small talk, mm-hmm. I mean, you see the goodness of people, right? Yeah. You do. You see the kindness of people. We're surrounded by that. We are awash in that. So I don't want to be I don't want to be pointing the finger at, you know, the downfall of humanity because I, I, you can't wake up in the morning no, and, right. and live your life like that. And, and I'm sure you're the same way. And holy heck, I mean, Karen, you know, you're living proof of this. I mean, not that long ago you were hit by a bus and then a few days ago you got bit by a pit bull. I mean, what keeps you going? Yeah, I mean, I feel like a walking metaphor, you know, thrown up <laughs> to the bus, <laughs> attacked by a, 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 an attack dog. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, um, and you know, it, it just—I mean, these are the things that uh, these sort of very physical, real, and um, painful things do actually end up reminding me that these spiritual things, you know, I kind of live in the spiritual world and the theological world and the intellectual world, and um, and the physical world is just as real and, and, and very, as much in need of our attention. Like, my, I need to care for my physical body as much as I care about, you know, educating the next generations and educating my own mind. So um, it's a way of kind of keeping me balanced, I think. Um, and also, you know, as I, I shared on on social media, um, you know, it's a way of, of encountering the kindness of, of strangers, as, yes. as happened yeah. with, with me. Um, so it, it can be a blessing. Okay, Karen, we only have just a couple minutes, and we're already over time, actually. Lexi, please be kind, uh, talking to our producer. But I have two questions I need to ask you. First off, what the heck happened with the dog? Well, that's an ongoing situation. It's a, it's a dog I've encountered before, mm. and I was hoping the owners would... Um, would um, contain it, and they haven't. So um, he's. We're still taking care of that, and I'm still mending. Okay. Poor you. Poor you. All right. And the new book's coming out in August. Do we still have a date on that? 
August 8th. And uh, you guys should be getting an advanced copy if we you have haven't it. already. Yep. We sure. have okay, it. We already great, have it. Great. I didn't even know. It's on my desk. Yeah. What? Sorry. He's hogging it. <laughs> He's hogging it. The new book's called The Evangelical Imagination, How Stories, Images, and Metaphors Created a Culture in Crisis. Great to talk to you, Karen. Keep yeah, healing. Karen. Yeah. Always good to talk to you. Thank you. You as well. Be well. Karen Swallow Pryor. I mean, she's fabulous. Look for her everywhere online. Karen Swallow Pryor. As a young adult, your college years, of course, are extremely pivotal. It's the time to discover who you are and if you're fortunate and you are involved in Christian life to discover your God-given calling in life. Because the world calls and says, oh, your college career is all about your future self and making your income to provide for your life. But, of mm-hmm. course, life is much more than that. And there are limitless numbers, seemingly limitless numbers of colleges that will help your child down that path. To figure out how to make the, the most money, right? To find the most jobs, all those sorts of things. All important things to consider. However, how many schools are there that are going to help your child prepare to go out into the world, to be an effective witness for Christ, to be a person who's able to work in their chosen field in a way that is a calling? whether they're being trained as a mechanical engineer or they're being trained to someone in business or an elementary school teacher, whatever it is, looking at that job as their vocation that is given to them by God and that God can work through them in a magnificent way because of their own individuality. How many colleges are going to prepare a child to look at it that way? That would be Grove City College. Eternal biblical truth in all the teachings, GCC. Dot edu, Grove City College. Upgrade to the performance you need on all Maytag major appliances during May is Maytag Month, happening all month long. Whether you own a local business or a global one, you know that these days, generating growth is a challenge. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll not just stay ahead of the curve, you'll move it. With access to experts, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter, locally and globally. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Copyright 2023 Bank of America N.A. Terry Warginis here from the Gateway Clipper. The best way to see Pittsburgh is aboard a Three Rivers sightseeing cruise. Join us and experience our city and learn something about it, too. Sales Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, May 26th through June 11th. Visit gatewayclipper.com for tickets. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Clear skies early tonight, then we'll see increasing clouds with a low of 49. Mostly cloudy skies tomorrow, tomorrow's high 70. 
Cloudy tomorrow evening, then turning out clear late with a low of 48. Brilliant sunshine Wednesday. However, consider protecting tender vegetation ahead of potential frost at night. Wednesday's high 65. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? Highlighting stuff when you read. Yes, it makes perfect sense. All, all my books are highlighted. Are they? Yeah. I mean, even books I read just for pleasure. And when did you start doing that? I don't know. It's been a long time. Okay. Decades and decades. Okay. I mean, because you read sentences. Like if I'll read a piece of fiction and I'll go, man, what what a beautiful sentence. Yeah. Well, what I'll do is I'll highlight it. And then at the front of the book, I write the page number. Do you? And I'll okay. go back and I've got like yeah. 30 different pages or yeah, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I go back and reread the book or just reread those passages. Yeah. Yeah, because so many wonderful things are there that I just want quick access to. So, yes. Doesn't it make sense to you to highlight them? It makes so much sense to me, John, that oh, I can't figure out. I can't imagine not doing it. I It started for me in college. Yeah. Uh, because it was my way of studying, and I've never been able... I cannot read without it. No, wait. I've, I've seen you You take this to a different level because you have multiple colors, which mean different Oh, right. Things. Different colors mean different things in my head. Right. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? That's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I, I have a color-coded. Yeah. But I, I like the idea of putting the page number at the front of the book. Yeah. I put like a little flag, like a little... Oh, yeah. I've seen your books. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right, yeah. The, the kind no, of I just go and I... Yeah. Oh, page one, blah, 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 blah. There they are. You know, yeah. I just... If you yeah. didn't have a highlighter, what would you do? I don't know. Okay. Dog, dog ear. My so wife dog ears. we agree on that. Yeah, yeah dog ears, it's not as no, good, I don't good. think. Okay. All right. Does this make sense? Breakfast in bed. I have strong feelings about this. Really? Now, this was, you know, yesterday, of course, was Mother's Day, and you saw the, oh, breakfast in bed. Does that make sense? No. I hate it so much. <laughs> have you been served breakfast in bed? Yes. By well-meaning spouse? Yes. And children? Yes. Oh. Have you told them? Yes. Mm. It's it's a kind of a joke in my house now because they're like, well, I'll tell you one thing we're not doing is bringing mom breakfast in bed tomorrow. <laughs> it doesn't make much sense. It's such a mess. It is a mess. It's a mess. Who wants crumbs in their bed? No. I, mean, I don't see- want to eat in bed. No. I have no interest in eating in bed. Right. That's I'm- gross to me. Like you would see it like in movies from the 1930s. Oh. Oh, yeah. And, it, but, and the woman's in like her satin robe. Yes. Right. right? With her maid yes. and, you know, pillows Forget everywhere. It. And- it's horrible. I mean, it... <laughs> In theory, it should be like really yeah, relaxing. But it's not. The paper, the cup of coffee. It's horrible. And then, and plus, your back kind of hurts. Yeah. The whole thing's a mess. Yeah. No. Breakfast in bed doesn't no, make sense. Absolutely doesn't. And However, the highlighter, yeah. 101.5 WORD. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. 
ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on wordfm.com. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. This is an important notice to all U.S. taxpayers. The IRS is giving away billions of dollars in tax savings through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative to aid delinquent taxpayers. This initiative was established for anyone facing financial hardship and unable to pay their back taxes. Qualifying and enrolling in this program will stop all collections, settle your delinquent tax problem, and even reduce what you owe by thousands of dollars. Call the hotline at People's Tax Relief to see if you qualify and get this free information by dialing 800-419-2387. If you have unfiled tax returns or cannot afford to pay your personal or business back taxes, you can now get the help you need. One simple phone call can resolve your tax problem and save you thousands of dollars. To see if you qualify and to get this important free information, call 800-419-2387. 800-419-2387. 800-419-2387. Inflation has pushed up the cost of just about everything, which means if you bought life insurance a few years ago, it might not be enough to protect your family today. Now is the time to get the insurance you need at a price you can afford. In a hurry? Don't worry. Call Select Quote now and get up to $2 million in instant, affordable, same day coverage with no medical exam. That's right. You can get up to $2 million in instant, affordable, same day coverage with no medical exam in under an hour. Call Select Quote at 1 800 572 9114. That's 1 800 572 9114. Or go to SelectQuote.com now and get up to $2 million in instant affordable same-day coverage with no medical exam. That's 1-800-572-9114. Or go to selectquote.com now. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. At Chilled to Perfection in Oakmont, you can look perfect at any age. Safe, fast, and completely non-invasive. Chilled to Perfection is your all-natural way to target stubborn body fat, age spots, cellulite, acne, hair loss, and more. For a limited time, get a cryoskin treatment in the area of your choice, plus cryofacial for just $249. Defy your age, where your results are their business. Visit chilledtoperfectionpgh.com today. So all over today's media, repelled by high car prices, Americans are holding on to their vehicles longer than ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, if you've looked at new car prices... It's holy smokes. It's like to me what like intro house price is. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's just I can't get my head around it. I really can't. My my car was totaled two years ago in August, which was the beginning of the rise of car prices. I mean, sticker shock. No way. I mean, it's fifty grand to get into a car or some. It's I, I I just it's outrageous. And to be honest, I've never owned a new car in my life. Right. I never never right. have. I own no one new to. car. Have you, do you? When we first got married. Oh, you guys bought the Saturn? We bought the Saturn. The Saddleac. The Saddleac. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was we a splurge. Ne- it was a splurge. And you had that for a long time, didn't you? I bet we had it 10 years. Oh, I think you had it longer than that. Maybe it might be longer than I 10. I knew you. But that was our second Saturn. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Second Saturn. Yeah, it's just, I mean, once you get a Sadillac, I mean, you don't. All you want is another one. Remember when the Saturns first came out? That they were so. It was like a cult. Listen, when we bought ours on at the Saturn dealership in Dormont. Yeah, I, I remember. We, like, when we picked up the car. Yeah. They people had applauded. like they were there were people lining. It, it was it was yeah. like we had won Miss America. I know. They were lining it. They were clapping. There were balloons. Right. They gave us champagne. What the heck? Yeah. They would have contests like you would go to the factory and see yes. your Saturn being yes. born. It was, it was really great. I'm, they had a really good thing going. I'm yeah. sad that it didn't continue on. Mm-hmm. I really am. All right. Well, <laughs> such are the days of Saturns. But prices have reached record high. And um, apparently they've eased somewhat because during the pandemic, of course, what was it? Supply chain issues. One after another. So they couldn't find the And as soon as one chips. was conquered, there was another one. Right. So you could... Which, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that that, uh, that was just a reality. Since the pandemic has struck three years ago, the average new vehicle price has skyrocketed 24% to nearly $48,000 as of April, according to Edmunds.com. Typical loan rates on new car purchases have ballooned to 7%, a consequence of the uh, Reserve's aggressive streak of interest rates uh, and inflation. It all pushed the national monthly auto loan payment, get this, $729. If you got a car, people, I guess people can. You got a new car along with that interest rate, $729. That's so outrageous. Experts say that a family earning the median income can no longer afford the average new car payment and still cover necessities such as housing, food, and utilities. Used vehicle prices on average have surged even more so, uh, up 40% to nearly $29,000 for a used car. <laughs> okay, the average... That's depressing. The typical monthly used vehicle payment is $563. Which isn't much less than the $700 not, one, which is why people are buying new cars. So, faced with deciding between making a jumbo payment and keeping their existing vehicles, more owners are choosing to stick with what they have, even if it means spending more in repairs and maintenance. Heck, I mean, I took my vehicle in a couple of months ago. The guy was like, uh, that's going to be 2300 bucks." I was like, okay, I'll keep it. Yeah. And I did it. Right. And, and yeah. I was happy to do it. And you were glad it. to do it. Oh, are you kidding me? So your car that you're driving is how old? 2008. Okay. Uh, mine is 2013. Okay. My wife's driving a 2008 as well. Okay. Um, Lex, what? how old is your car? Oh, it's it's a 2019. Okay. Because my uncle purchased it for as a gift for my cousin. She did not want it anymore. And so... Uh, I got it, and then I started making payments on it. So okay, got right, it. Fine. Okay, I, <laughs> it's I didn't good. just go willy nilly. No, I think it's good to have a. a it's re, if you feel like it's reliable, right? Oh, it's one hundred percent reliable. So there you are. Yeah, There's especially when you're a young single woman, that's very important. Right, of course, that's super important. Remember, I remember we had we bought a, a, a car from a neighbor of ours when our kids were little, um, and our neighbor he, it was a, a Volvo two forty. And he was super excited because he had bought it from a retired FBI agent in West Virginia. And this guy was a computer guy, Carnegie Mellon. So he, he somehow got some other new vehicle from his family. So he was like, hey, man, buy this Volvo. We were like, great. We drove it for, it was my wife's car. We drove it for a couple of years, and then it started to break down. It broke down virtually every time we took it. I mean, I've got family photos of like my kids. Right, by the this, side of the road. Yes. In despair. Oh, on the that's side of the road. tragic. It is, I mean, I, you can drive by 
Have you ever done this? Oh, I, my car broke down there. Oh, listen. My okay, I'm going to ask you right there. now. I'm going to ask you right now to search your memory banks. Mm-hmm. What is the worst place you ever broke I know. down? Yeah, like, okay. I, I drive by it every day. Oh, great. Where we were driving home from a big family Christmas celebration. Where? My car broke down literally 50 yards from the mouth of the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. <gasps> There were cars going by me at the speed of light, <laughs> and our car Are was Are you broken. on the east side? Uh, uh, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. The car broke down, and I'm thinking, well, surely someone at the mouth of the Squirrel Hill Tunnels, those people inside there will come rescue us. They never did. We, I, I thought, well, I'll just, this is, you know, and you're thinking, because our kids were fairly little. Were they in the car? Yeah. It was the whole thing. All four of us were in the car, and it was late at night. <laughs> <laughs> Cars are going by, That's you know, so horrible. 90 miles an hour, it felt like. And we were like, you could barely open the door to get mm-hmm. out of the car. And here's me. Well, I'll just get out and look under the hood. Like, you know. Yeah, like you're going to know what's going on under oh, there. Well, I've, yeah, I've that'll this, fix it. Right? I mean, they were terrified. I was terrified, trying not to show my terror. Finally, you know, we had to call AAA. And, of course, AAA, of course, they were Johnny on the spot. Like an hour and a half later, it was the longest night of my life. That was the worst place we broke down. Okay, that's horrible. How about you? Route 91, John, which is uh, out near uh, Reading. I was driving to see my sister in New Jersey for a wedding with my two children, one who was f- maybe three and a half mm-hmm. and one who was less than a year old. Mm-hmm. And I was by, by, my, by myself. <laughs> Attempting a trip that my husband told me. <laughs> Don't take it. <laughs> that I yeah, shouldn't be dangerous. do. Keep that in mind. In addition to my husband, my father had also told oh. me not to take the Don't trip. Don't do it. Okay. So... <laughs> I don't care what those people say. What do they know? No. Please. Come on. So I got in the van and I took both girls and I had, you know, we were, I was going to say we were doing fine, but clearly we weren't doing fine. What because was the van? we were in, this was a caravan, Dodge Caravan. Oh, that's... We were in Schoolkill County. Always reliable. Schoolkill County. And there was a huge construction, like backup, like absolutely enormous. It was in summer. It was easily 90 degrees, maybe, uh-huh. maybe hotter than that. And it was like stop and start traffic, stop and start traffic, oh, stop and start I'll traffic. I'll see that in okay. my next one. <laughs> so stop and start traffic. I'm behind one of those enormous pickups that's like, you know, as big as your house, yeah. right? And it had a hitch on the back for a boat. And we were going, we were actually like accelerating a bit. We were going like 20 miles an hour mm. or maybe less, but pretty slow moving. moving. And he slammed on the brakes. He must have not been watching. It was in front of him. And I slammed on the brakes, but I hit him. And he that, hit the boat. I hit, no, I hit the hitch. Oh. And that hitch exploded the front of my car. Like it just crumpled. Like it. it you were dead in the water. Dead in the you water. You weren't going anywhere. Absolutely not. And Good. I had a baby and a three year old in the middle of nowhere. Did the guy stop and. Yeah. You there was not one bit of damage to his truck. Of course not. Not one bit. It was a Dodge Caravan. Yep. The, the, but yeah. it, was a, it was a Toyota Sienna. Mm-hmm. It, uh, yeah, it wasn't the Dodge Caravan. Okay. It crumpled. It crumpled. So we had to sit there. I bet. So we called the state police. They said, where are you? And it, I didn't know I where no I was. Idea. I have no what? idea where. Anyway, I sat there for at least two hours. 
in the hot sun. Waiting for help. With two kids. In their car seats. And then I went and sat at a McDonald's in Carlisle for five hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was the absolute mm-hmm. worst day. Yeah. While my father and my husband are saying, right. yeah, we, we did tell you something. All right. Well, now you, you bring up some other things. Qu- quickly, one time we were, <laughs> no. we were driving to South Carolina. We broke down before we hit West Virginia. Uh, then <laughs> my kids and I, we had to get out of the car. They were pushing, <laughs> they were pushing the car through the streets of this small town. I mean, I mean, I can't believe it. The, here's God. Here's God. Literally, we pushed the car through the streets. We pulled into this gas station. I said to this guy, I, I have no idea. He goes, I can take care of it for you. We get out of the car. He goes, there's a coffee shop across the street. Why don't you go there and have some breakfast? This guy. Oh, my god! I go back like an hour and a half later. Him and his buddy have the engine taken <gasps> apart. <laughs> he goes, it'll be a little bit longer. I'm like, okay. We go back another hour later. He goes, I think it's okay. Let's go take it for a test drive. Boom. Took it for a test drive. And we were good to go. Another time, we were on a family <sighs> vacation. The car broke down at the mouth of the Chesapeake Bay Bridge Tunnel. <laughs> The aforementioned Volvo 240. Oh, my God. And, oh, uh, boy. Yeah, I mean, you know, my life is like yours, littered with places I know that I've yes, broken, broken down. down. And they're like, you want to bring them up like, remember that? Remember that? Remember that time that but we... But the trauma is like so deep, you choose just to sort of skip yes. by it. But instead, I'll share it with you on the radio. Right. Good I broke down on the Boulevard of the Allies. <laughs> like, rush hour going in, like, right by Duquesne University and, in the rain. And people beat what you like. It's like, I, I play... He's seen the Lord. This is Bible League International. Shanti Varden was born blind in New Delhi, India. He lost his father at age 10 and lived in abject poverty. Because of all of this despair, he wanted to end his life. But his godly mother led him to Jesus, and this is where he's at today. He's very passionate about evangelism, and he wants to proclaim the Bible as long as he lives. And he even went to the point of saying that if I don't mind if God does not give me eyes to see, but I think I have seen God, and if it were not for this disability that God has given, I wouldn't have known God. Shanti Varden went from wanting to end his life only a few years ago to pointing people today to the bread of life. He has seen almost 200 people come to Christ. They need Bibles desperately in India and all across the region of Asia at $5 a Bible, $50 since 10. Would you pray about it? And then call 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD, or click the Bible League banner at wordfm.com, wordfm.com, and God bless you for caring. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. I'm Corey, and this is my story. I was going through some financial troubles paying off my credit cards. I was paying high interest rates, and it just wasn't getting any better. And I knew I had to do something. So my mom told me about Trinity, and so I decided to call. Trinity was able to do something that I couldn't. I'm paying off my debt. I'm saving thousands, and things are really looking up. I promise you guys, you will not regret it when you called Trinity because it was such a relief and less stress in my life and it was the best thing I could have done for myself because once I called Trinity they took care of me and I felt such a relief, a weight off my shoulders. Trinity was great to work with. They wanted to help me. I love it. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. I'm Corey and I'm debt free for keeps. 1-800-936-5496. 
Studies show decades of increased taxpayer spending per student has failed to improve educational performance. Can't we do better? Pittsburgh's Christian schools say we can. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Rama Christian School in Moon. If you're looking for a safe environment for kids to learn where character matters and academic excellence is served by highly qualified teachers, consider Christian education. Visit wordfm.com slash tuitions. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. All right, Katha, I know that you've been a lifelong fan of the Nancy Drew Mysteries. Oh, my gosh. It was the first It was the first series I think I ever loved. Really? Yes. In fact, I'm not. I think. I know. Well, hold on to your hat. Because you can get ready for sleuthing and singing as the fictional detective Nancy Drew makes her musical debut in Nancy Drew and the Mystery at Spotlight Manor. Oh, my gosh. The musical adaptation brings the legendary lady crime solver who first appeared in children's books in 1930. Secret of the Old Clock was number one. To the stage for the first time. It's now in development featuring music by Tony, Emmy, Grammy, and Oscar winner Alan Menken. Really? Lyrics by Tony nominee <gasps> Neil Benjamin and a book by two-time Oscar winner Sarah Kennershon. Set to direct it is three-time Tony winner and Pulitzer Prize recipient James Lapine. What? Says Lapine, after 175 Nancy Drew mysteries that span from her small town of River Heights to exotic locales around the world, the teen detective is about to tackle perhaps the most exotic locale of all to her, a musical theater camp. Spotlight Manor. Alan, Neil, Sarah, and I have been having a ball letting Nancy and her pals take to the stage and sing for the first time. It should be hitting the stage sometime in early <gasps> 2024. Oh, this is thrilling. Nancy Drew. Now, is it going to be for kids? I can't imagine. So Alan he, Menken, didn't he write Little Mermaid? He's gigantic, Yeah, yes. he wrote Little Mermaid, right? This is a... I mean, Pulitzer, yeah. Oscar, and no, Tony winners. outrageous. This is definitely coming Okay, Broadway. so I wonder if Nancy's going to be, like, Nancy's supposed to be, like, 18 or 19, right? I believe. So, so is she so, teaching at the musical theater camp? I don't know. Or is she going to investigate at the musical theater camp? Or is she going to be, like, are they going to reimagine her as kind of 14? And know. she and, you know, she has two friends, Bess and George. Right. But if... Clearly, these these are students, 175 books of Nancy Drew. They love Nancy Drew as much as you do. Well, I don't know if that's really true. So, case. <laughs> I don't know if I mean, we can really jump to that conclusion. <laughs> They're going to drill down into this. I read The Moss Covered Mansion uh, 13 times. Oh, my gosh. One time I dropped it in the bathtub. <laughs> and it, it, I, I was reading it? it in there. I don't. It mm-hmm. actually just disintegrated mm-hmm. over time. How many books do you have? How many? Nancy Drew's do I have? Yeah. Probably 50. Mm-hmm. You've read the whole series, you think? No. No, because they kept writing them after I was... Yeah, 175. Know. Yeah. I think when I stopped reading them, they were probably... It was probably in the 90s. Okay. I think so. Mm-hmm. Maybe even not that many. Maybe in the 70s. 
I don't mean the year. I mean the number of books right, that right. there were. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely, that was my, that was my window into mm-hmm. how great reading could be. Yeah, of course. Yeah. My, my dad, my dad traveled a lot for uh, his uh, occupation at that time. And when he would come home from a business trip, he, he would say, Hey, can you go get something out of my briefcase for me? And I'd go and open the briefcase and there'd be an NC Drew book. Nice. What a good dad. It was so exciting. Fabulous. And then I'd be just, you know, MIA for the next day reading it. Oh, oh, I love that so much. All right. Hey, thanks for being with us. Uh, we ran the gamut here of topics. We sure did. Uh, we're online. You can find the podcasts up and running wherever your fine podcasts are, wherever that might be. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.